Okay. Hello and welcome back or welcome to my podcast. It's been a while, um, a pretty long while, I think like a couple years maybe since my last episode, um, but I'm back. Um, and <laughs> a lot of things has changed. It's a, a lot has happened. <clears throat> Um, today, well, first, I guess I should give a proper introduction, um, welcome to my podcast, um, The Teenage Equestrian, um, although I'm technically an adult now, I'm 18, um, still the name of my podcast, cause, yeah, but, um, yeah, welcome to my podcast, I'm your host, Madeline, um, and today I wanted to kind of talk about moving up in the equine industry and my experience with it and just kind of how I did it, I guess, and just what I've kind of gone through so far, I guess. So I guess I'll, I'll start with a little bit of um a background information. So I was riding at this, I'm just jumping right in, not a lot of introduction here, but anyway, um, I was riding at this um, boarding facility. Um, they did a lot of like lessons and they had like a bunch of lesson students all the time which I started off as one of them then I started to you know quarter lease and then I found full lease rebel who is my heart and soul who I no longer can lease anymore and that's a story for another day a very messy long story but um yeah and I leased him for a while and that I was there and it's you know just a boarding facility like 40 something horses I think um a lot of lessons coming in and out um quite a few borders too but um it wasn't like a serious I don't want to say serious but it wasn't like a like a, a very serious facility I'll say like it's it wasn't like so the head trainer was like trying to get her gold whatever she kind of does her own thing there's a bunch of lesson students running around all the time like eight people are in the ring riding at once trying to ride around all these lesson students like it's it's kind of like what I thought I thought that's just how it was everywhere but it is a whole different ball game where I am now um but so yeah I was there for a little bit well for a while a long time and then I had the lease with Rebel ended and he had to go back to his owner, which again, I'll do a whole separate episode on that because that's a long story. But um, that happened and I just, I didn't see myself there anymore. And what I realized is that he was the only thing keeping me there. Like he was the only reason I was there. And um, so I a little bit before that though sorry I'm all over the place a little bit before um I you know stopped working there and before rebel like I had to give him back I um got a job at another barn just working on Sundays just you know grooming like doing all the chores around the barn whatever I didn't think much of it it was just kind of to make us some quick cash I didn't even know a whole lot about like the owner or whatever I thought I was just like it's like whatever you know make more money on like just getting more money I guess like whatever I didn't expect to ride or anything or get go anywhere with it and um but then you know one thing led to another I started riding there a little bit you know whenever like there was time in this busy schedule 
And then, you know, fast forward a little bit where I had to give Rebel back and I was like, all right, there's nothing here for me. Um, it really opened my eyes to how I was being treated too, the, which know your worth, man, that it will take you long, long ways if you know your worth. Because I stuck around for so many years there where I should have been long fucking gone. The day that the head trainer told me to get off my fucking horse, and I quote, get off your fucking horse, and then told me that I was wasting my parents' money and that I'm breaking my horse, that's the day I should have been like, all right, I'm leaving. This is not a place where I want to be. But, you know, I stayed because I was training. I started training with another trainer, got really close with her. Like, I looked up to her. She was, like, my biggest role model. I looked up to her so much, so I wanted to stay because of, you know, her and Rebel. But after, you know, Rebel and I realized my worth and I was like, all right, well, see us suckers. I like kind of without realizing it, kind of just quit. There, there was just one day I was having a really bad day. And um, it was like no one like cared either about um, what I was like going through and um, my situation and stuff. They like no one like asked oh like hey like how's it going or like how are you you know holding up with all this I know this is a lot they they didn't care no one even like no one asked me not a single fucking person and they were big on the reason why I say this they are big on like they always preached this is like a family we're not like other barns we're a family we you know stick together we watch each other's back we love each other that's a fucking lie every second everyone gets they stab you in the fucking back there but um anyway it's another episode i can i can record in working in a toxic work environment um but yeah so essentially you know i whatever stopped working there i kind of just quit and um no one like no one asked anything like before i quit i just stopped riding and i never miss a fucking lesson i like ride when i'm having a fever i ride during this like everything um and I just stopped riding and like no like no one thought anything of it and I was like all right well I'm just not gonna work here anymore so I stopped working there and I started working full-time for the person I was working with on just Sundays the place where I am now and I started working with them more and she needed someone to work full-time for her and I was like well I'm taking a gap year for school so why not so I started working with her, didn't really think anything of it, you know, grooming more. And then she talked to me and she's like, all right, so like, what are your goals? And we like discussed that, you know, I want to ride more. I want to show. I really want to like move up with my riding. And she took me seriously and was like, all right. So that's what, that's what happened. I started riding more, you know, progressing. And, you know, a few months passed after I've been working um, with her full time. And uh, December came around, and she was like, yeah, well, um, do you, well, actually, first, I should say this, um, working there, like, is a huge difference, just the, the care for the animals is, like, so much better, like, like, top-notch, like, just the next level of, like, what they do for the horses, which now is, like, second nature to me, I'm like, why wouldn't you do this, but just the way they treat their horses are different, the way they ride, the horses themselves are so much different, it's not like, it's not like lesson horses anymore. That's all it was at the other barn was like lesson horses and stuff. But it's like what I call real horses. <laughs> it's like not these like little dinky, like 
kind of backyard horses. These are like performance, like fancy warm blood names of like bloodlines I can't even pronounce, like they're next level. So even just the way they move is different. The way you have to ride them is different. Everything is like the next level. It's like at my other barn that I was at, I was at like the top of the food chain. Like if, I guess, um, like I was like one of the best riders. I was like really doing really well. And then I get thrown on this, like this is just this next level kind of like real performance, like warm blood. And I'm like, this is like, I'm at the bottom here. I'm at the lowest of the low at the cha- of the food chain right now. Like I like this is like a whole new everything, a whole new level that I'm on. And it was just very different just the way they ride is so like the opposite. It's not so like set in stone, very stiff straight, you know, you want to turn the horse, open your rein, like we want to go to the right, open your right rein like it's so much like how every single piece of your body moves with every single piece of their body and just the like the relaxation like they actually look for relaxation and like that was a whole new thing to me and like flexibility and moving with them not against them and just so so many things that seem so common to everybody but it was like just wasn't taught it was just not taught to me but it's just such like so different like it's a different like just a different fucking breed (laughs) um and anyway so um december comes around and she asked me and she's like well want to come to florida with us like we're going up there and i need a groom i was like sure why not It, it didn't happen that easily she asked me like months in advance and i had to like i took a lot of time like thinking about it and I ended, excuse me, I ended up saying yes, and now I'm in Florida, um, which has been a very, a very big change, um, oh, sorry, okay, backtrack a little bit, in between her asking me and me going to Florida, between me, um, working full-time with her and, um, her asking me to go to Florida, I was offered a job, um, in New York, um, for a, and I don't know if I'm supposed to really talk about it, but I don't really care, um, for, I won't say too much, but just for a, um, kind of a billionaire, like, this billionaire, super, like, fancy, um, show jumping barn, and, like, the guy who owned it was, like, a billionaire, he literally, he, oh my god, it, it was just insane, that was fucking culture shock, for sure, like, just, that, that was just a lot, but, yeah, I got that opportunity, and I was like, well, no, I really want to move. I went up there for a week to try and like see what I would do and stuff. And in the end, I decided not to do it. I just wasn't ready to fully move to in New York. And it was just, it was too much. It was all like way too much. I was, I was truly out of my league there because it was just a lot. I, I just, I wouldn't have been able to keep up. And with the knowledge that I have is just not enough. Um, but anyway, so I had that opportunity and then that didn't happen, and then, you know, I went to Florida, I'm in Florida now, um, and it's been a huge difference, it's, it's insane, like, the environment is so much different, it's very, like, the work is very intense, it's very, like, go, 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 all day, every day, like, I know for a groom, you know, you usually work, like, six days a week, yeah, but, um, 
six days a week like it's a lot it's like it's pushed my body like to its limits the same thing with like my my mental state I guess it's like really like forced me to strengthen like my mind and like push through because it's a lot though the workload is a lot like to work in this industry at this level and like I'm riding with before I was riding with just like people that were showing like training level still and like first level and like maybe pre-St. George like one of the head trainer was trying to do pre-St. George but I'm riding with fucking like gold medalists now like that's insane and like I get to ride with them and watch them and learn from them just like it's crazy to me just I because back in when I first started riding and like throughout high school I would always like watch the like freestyles and stuff and all these like gold medal riders and I was like that's that's insane like that's so cool but I never imagined I'd actually be like in the same ring as one or working with one or getting a lesson from one like that's that's just crazy to me but it was def it's definitely like it's just so it's so nice it's a lot it's exhausting and really forces me to kind of strengthen my mind and my body thing it's a lot because it's like it's like I have a thousand things to do all at once and trying to keep everything on schedule trying to keep the clients on time and like everything running smoothly while doing a thousand other things like for an example um you know I'll just walk you through what a day in my life looks like so I get up at like six o'clock I feed uh you know I feed and do the whole morning routine it's like they all get hay they all get grain the aisle gets blown I turn them out which turning out and turning in is a whole a whole thing because they all get their fly sheets they all get front boots back boots and bell boots which it takes a freaking a minute to you know get them all dressed just to go outside for like three hours which that was another thing on my other barn no fly sheets no boots like bell boots maybe if the owner puts them on but they just get they would just get tossed out in these huge paddocks all together but now at this barn it's so different um it's like they all get like they all get individual turnout first of all they all get their front boots back boots bell boots everything like fly sheets like it's just it's very different but anyway so you know that happens I turn them out and then I start you know working through the horses grooming them keeping everything on time they have about six horses well there's 12 all together that I'm responsible for but only six of them I actually groom and um it's just me doing this too just me no other groom and um so I, you know, we start going through the horses in the morning. I'm just trying to keep everything on schedule. I have to steam hay. I have to set up the grain. I have to feed them lunch, which lunch is a whole freaking thing. It's like you're trying to, so at lunch around 11, I have to tack up a horse, untack a horse, feed lunch, which insists of giving them all 12 of them hay and grain. And then I have to do the switch all at the same time while tacking up and untacking a horse. I have to bring all, you know, I think eight of them in, take off all their stuff and then bring um, the next shift, which is like usually five of them out. And it, it takes a minute. It, t- it takes a while. And I'm fitting all that into like maybe an hour of space. So it's like very go, go, go. 
and then you know end of the day you know bring them in and you brush them off because like the sand here or whatever and um you know feed them go through the night routine which is really just hay grain blow the aisle neaten everything up make sure all the tack is cleaned and put away sweep all the tack rooms sweep the grain room everything um and then you know <laughs> and then usually the day is over unless um i have to pick through the paddocks which you do quite often so i usually finish around like usually like 3 15 3 30 and then i have to go and pick through the paddocks which takes like a good 30 minutes but um yeah that's kind of the day in the life of me i just very summed up but um i might go more to depth about that in the future but um yeah that's kind of the the whole thing but and it will now sh i'm actually starting to ride more because the first the first two weeks which by the way like this is a huge change i've never been anywhere never done anything like i've stayed in like the same kind of places you know like i've i've never gone off on my own whatever like i always had a schedule i'd ride after school i'd go home i'd go to the barn i'd work i'd ride you know same thing um i'd never really been anywhere or done anything on my own my god my leg is falling asleep um so this was a huge um, change, really forcing me to kind of be independent. And the first, if I'm being honest, the first two weeks to the first month was miserable. It was just such a learning curve again, like getting into a routine of things. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, I hate this. I, I, I was miserable. I just wanted to go home. I hated it. I was like, everything I'm doing is wrong. Like, I can't do this. I keep messing up. I keep making all these mistakes. But it's like, and I just pushed through, which I'm glad I did. I didn't have a choice because I already committed to it. There's no fucking going back now. But um, I'm you just, I had to. I just pushed through. And I'm glad that I did because now that I'm in, like, a routine and I've kind of, now looking back, I'm like, all right, like, yeah, there's an adjustment period. Like, you have to get into a routine, but it does get better first few weeks will be miserable all the horses are fucking insane they're getting settled in i'm getting settled in i'm trying to get them settled in they're trying to kill me it's you know it's great it's a great time really really awful but once i'm in a routine now like now it's good now it's exhausting but and i'm still pushing myself every day mentally and physically just to make it through the day but i'm learning a lot about myself personally like, I feel like when you put yourself in these difficult or tough situations, you really learn a lot about yourself. Like, it really opens your eyes up to a lot of things. And especially kind of living on my own, too, which I'm not technically living alone. I live on the property um, in a little tiny, very, very tiny shack. It's very, very small. I think it's like 12 by 20 or something, maybe, from like the outside and I, I share it with one other person um but it's still very like you're on your own like I gotta go grocery shopping for myself which is expensive as hell like I have to buy like dish soap now I have to like there's no dishwasher I have to do the dishes by hand it's just it's very like very different very independent but I like it I like living on my own it's nice it's like just kind of do your own thing I like it but um, 
Yeah, another thing that's been um, very different is um, driving. Driving in Florida is insane. Like, back home, you know, there's, like, one road to kind of get every everywhere. There isn't, like, a whole bunch of roads, like, whatever. They're, like, just, like, one road get point A, point B. But here, there are, like, seven different lanes everywhere you go. Like, everywhere is, like, seven different freaking lanes. I've seen, like, so many people, like, the first few weeks that I was here, I think I saw, like, ten people blow through red lights. No one uses their blinkers. Everyone speeds. The cops speed. People, like, go, like, I want to say, like, 60 past a cop in, like, a 30. And, like, they don't care. They're like, all right, like, see ya, have fun. It, it's, it's crazy. But um, that's definitely another struggle is getting used to um, driving up here or down here. I keep making that mistake down here, not up here. Um, it's very, very different, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what else I kind of wanted to talk about, but it's very, like, definitely a big culture shock, just the way they treat their horses, the, the way they ride is just, it's so much different, like, huge culture shock, like, we went and watched, um, one of the, a few weeks ago, we went and watched the freestyles, I think it was, like, um Friday night lights or like under the lights or something like that but we watched the freestyles and it's just like it, it's just so cool I don't know I don't know how to explain it. it's just so cool to see like just a whole nother world on a whole nother fucking level is just it's insane but it's really cool and I feel like I'm definitely learning a lot about myself um learning a lot riding wise obviously really learning how to push myself and I'm going to do another podcast on the David Goggins theory but that is I'm listening to his audiobook again well I started listening to it a while ago but I only got through like the first two chapters but now I'm like seriously listening to it and um really being able to like relate a lot of the things he says to my everyday life which is just basically like put yourself through hell <laughs> Like, day in, day out, do the things you don't want to do. Like, that's how you learn. That's how you strengthen your mind. That's how you callous your mind, as he says. And that's how you really learn about yourself and figure out who you are. And that's how you get to where you want to be. And I've just been able to take a lot of that and use it and relate to it a lot. Because that's what I'm doing right now. It's just really pushing myself through what can be, at times, miserable. Because although I'm in Florida, I'm working almost every single day all day like a lot of freaking work by myself um and it's a lot it's a lot for one person it's a lot for anyone to do which is another thing you have to be another fucking breed to be a groom man if if you want to be a groom man you're just you got to be on another fucking level (laughs) like you have to be just like the the grooms up here like at this level are like just their work ethic and they're just insane like I don't know how they can keep up and do this and like they go to the gym afterwards like some of them have a second job I'm like how the hell like I'm struggling barely able to keep my head above water just doing what I'm doing now like and y'all are going to the gym like doing this and doing that and like 
I don't like they asked me like oh so like what do you like to do out like outside of this and I'm like sleep like what do you mean what do I do I work and then I come home and I crash and this is exhausting how do you do this every day but um yeah sorry this episode's kind of all over the place I'm just kind of spitballing here but um yeah I think I covered my main points here um I might do another one a part not uh, not a part two but like maybe like a day in the life of a groom I can talk more about my experience moving to Florida and moving kind of up in the world or whatever or my future plans I don't know um but I will have um my social media platforms in the linked in the description below so you can kind of I don't know you can comment if what you want to see what you want to hear me talk about um, if you have any suggestions um any questions or anything I don't know there you'll be able to contact me there at my social medias thank you um and hopefully this will be a regular thing um hopefully I can keep up with this this time fingers crossed I'm really gonna try on this one but um yeah until next time see ya